Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. We are committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical science-backed lifestyle tips and information to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for joining us. Failure. It's absolutely unavoidable. And yet everyone tends to handle it differently. Some people seem to thrive despite their failures. So why do others constantly just feel like a failure because of things they failed at. Researchers have been working to discover why you always feel like a failure. And so today we're going to look at five things they've found. They've found a lot, but we're only going to look at five of them today. But first, before we even look at those whys, I want you to know one very, very important thing. Say it with me. You are not a failure. I am not a failure. Your failures don't make you a failure. So, before we can talk about how to get over failure and feeling like a failure, we've got to address these whys behind feeling like a failure. Because when you understand and have identified your whys, you're going to be better able to put the right how-to or how-tos in place. So these five reasons why people might constantly feel like failures come from recent research on failure, and you can access those studies in the different places that I got this information from on the website. Science and God's Word are the foundation of everything that's shared on Bought at a Price, and it always excites me to see how science unknowingly aligns with God's truths. So listen to these next five areas and then spend some time answering the questions that I'm going to be asking you today. You'll need to go to the website unless you are really fast at writing things down so that you can actually read the questions and then answer them. So don't feel like you need to scribble like a maniac right now. Go to the website. Answer the questions there. So number one, feeling like a failure because of how standards are set and success is measured. This one is big, and we are all guilty of it. Our image-driven world makes feeling like failures easy, and social media, it's become one of the worst. We post uber-edited and perfectly posed photos and stories, and then we fall into scrolling holes, liking other people's version of perfect. And while we're doing this, we're measuring ourselves against these, quote, perfect lives and determining our success off of likes and comments. Maybe you're saying, Hannah, 
I don't do that. And if so, I challenge you. (laughs) Why am I going to challenge you? Because if we allow the Holy Spirit to shine God's light into our hearts, we'll see the degree to which we do this. And I'm going to be bold in saying that we all are doing it to some degree. Even social giant Instagram recognizes that this is happening. That's why they changed some of the functionality of likes on that platform. But don't get me wrong. Social media can be great. It connects people in amazing ways. But if we're measuring our success against how other people's lives are portrayed on social media, another brick of failure will likely be added to your already crushing load. But it's not just social media. It's magazines, movies, TV shows, the people in our Bible studies, at the gym, at church, across the street. If we're honest with ourselves and allow God to reveal our heart in one way or another, we're all guilty of using other people as a standard for how we should look and how our life should be. And because you and I can't meet these standards, failure begins to settle in. And before you know it, you're wondering why you feel like a failure all the time. So who or what? Are you using as the success measuring line in your life? This could be a friend who's smaller than you, someone you follow on social media who's always posting photos of her beautiful family's perfect life, the person at work who keeps getting promoted, or countless other examples. When we set our standard for success based on what others do or how others look, it's bound to lead. To failure. You and I aren't other people. We're who God created us to be, and our standards for success are to be based on what God says, not the world we live in. Even researchers know we shouldn't be using media to measure our success. They're just missing the true measuring line God and His Word. So how has setting your success standards based on how other people look, what they have, or what they do, caused you to feel like a failure? Number two, you're a failure at everything because you're combining the wrong things. Am I the only one who sets a goal to say, avoid sugar, and then because I skip vegetables and have a pint of ice cream for dinner, fall into a failure hole. And yes, I do skip vegetables and I have been known to have a pint of ice cream for dinner. That ice cream eating act leads me to think I'll never achieve my avoid sugar goal. And so I give up and I add avoid sugar to my wall of failure trophies confident that I am not alone in this. And there are so many examples of how we do this. Pick any goals or results that you've wanted to achieve and kabamo, you do something you had decided was wrong or detrimental to your end result. And suddenly 
you're a failure. You've messed things up and negative self-talk takes center stage. You're frustrated, throw your hands in the air, and quit. Why'd you even bother trying to do X? After all, you failed at everything else. But there's always a but, isn't there? Now I get why our parents, tongue twister there, always said but. Me eating ice cream didn't have to derail my goal of avoiding sugar. And you doing something similar with anything you were working towards doesn't make you a failure. One mistake, one thing done wrong shouldn't be combined with your desired end result or goal. Take riding a bike, for instance. When you decided to learn how to ride a bike, the end result or goal equaled riding to the end of the block without training wheels, right? How many times did you mess up or fall before that happened? As a kid, did you think that one fall meant you'd never achieve your desired end result and then decide you'd failed and stop trying? <laughs> I didn't think so. Each fall, Failure taught you something and got you one pedal closer to your goal of riding to the end of the block. Now think about this in relation to your adult goals and desired end results. What things or actions have you done that resulted in you not getting the results you were after? Did you learn from these things and keep trying or give up and label yourself a failure? Pick anything you you feel that you failed at and think about why. Did you fail because you quit? Because you didn't really try? Or because you didn't learn from your mistakes? Instead of combining singular actions with your desired end result, you have to look at both separately. The results you're after are going to include mistakes. You need to learn from them and continue progressing toward the end result. Think about my ice cream example. If we decide to avoid sugar and have a pint of ice cream, does that mean we're failures or failed at our goal of avoiding sugar? Nope. It means we need to think about why we had the ice cream and what we can learn from it. Then we get back on our avoid sugar bike and keep trying. This applies to exercise, marriage, children, work, weight loss, everything in life. Anytime we measure our desired end results based on singular actions, we'll feel like we fail at everything. But when we press on and learn from each action, we're bound to succeed. Number three, subjective truth and why you feel like a failure. Think about these next two statements. I'm going to say two sentences to you. First, I failed to eat well today. Second, I feel like a failure for not eating well today. Do you notice the difference? One is objective truth about something you did, and the other's a subjective interpretation about who you are. 
Do you see the difference this makes when it comes to why you feel like a failure? This also relates to something called being or doing thought processes. The first sentence, I failed to eat well today, ties the failure to something you did. Researchers call this a doing thought process. The second situation, I feel like a failure for not eating well today, means that you were a failure. And this is a being thought process. And this matters because you can do something about the first. You can change something about what caused you to not eat well. But being a failure is harder to change than doing something different. Being a failure means that each subsequent mistake or failure further drives home always feeling like you're a failure. So think about the two example sentences and the last mistakes or things that you've done wrong. If you were describing what happened, what would you say to me? Write it down and then figure out if you're using objective or subjective truth. Are your thought processes, your inner dialogue about these things being or doing thought processes? So the big question of why we struggle like this and associate everything bad that happens, every mistake or mess up as always meaning we're a failure. And that's the big question we're going to answer next. Because the reason that we might constantly feel like a failure and do these three things that we've just talked about can be tied to something else that's going on in our life. And that's this fourth reason Depression, anxiety, stress, and self-esteem. If your thought processes are being thought processes, or your words are mostly subjective truths, it could very well be tied to depression, anxiety, stress, or low self-esteem. These four things not only have a negative effect on our heart and our waistline, but they also wear away our brain's ability to think of failures properly. A healthy brain is more likely to think of failure as being the result of something external, like something that you could do something about and not directly related to who you are as a person. But depression, anxiety, stress, and self-esteem, they wear away this protective mechanism and they leave you more likely to interpret things as proving you're a failure. So do you struggle with depression, anxiety, stress, or low self-esteem? If so, are you doing anything to get better? Getting over any of these things is tough to do on your own. So if you feel like everything you do fails and you're struggling with depression or stress or anxiety or low self-esteem, would you please find help? Asking for help does not make you a failure. 
I've included a link in the show notes to finding a Christian counselor in your area. And also, if you really are in the depths of despair for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But friend, asking for help, I just told you, I just said, it doesn't make you a failure. It means that you care about yourself and that you want to live the life God created you to live. You are an amazing, brave woman of God who has a purpose. And with God by your side, you will succeed at whatever he asks of you. Know that. Know that you know that you know that you know that. You are not a failure. And with God by your side, you can do whatever he asks you to do. Now, our fifth reason that you might constantly be feeling like a failure. Believing you're a failure actually leads to failure. Yup. If you believe that everything you do fails, it's going to lead to failure. And this last reason actually kind of stems and connects with all of the other four reasons we've just talked about. This is because an ugly feedback loop happens when you begin believing you're a failure. If you believe you fail at everything, you probably will. That belief that you're going to fail leads to less effort, less effort, leads to more failure, more failure leads to more belief that you're a failure, and repeat. And you just end up like a wild tumbleweed running through the desert. Belief that you're a failure, less effort, more failure, and it just is stone upon stone upon stone. And researchers found this happens because believing you're a failure causes you to set lower expectations, stop trying it hard, and quit early. And when you do those three things, you're literally giving up before you even start trying. What's the point of putting effort into something you're going to fail at anyway, right? The problem is, you likely don't even realize you're doing this. But if you believe you're a failure, there's a good chance this is happening. So is your self-talk that you're a failure? Now think about the last thing that you believe that you failed at. Did you try as hard as you could? Did you quit early? Did you set lower expectations than you would have or could have? Or did you just give up? because of something you did. Those combining the wrong things, like me eating ice cream, so giving up on trying to avoid sugar. It's important to stop feeling like a failure when you're not. And it may not be easy. This is another thing you may need help with, and that's a-okay. If you're determined to stop feeling like a failure all the time, at the very least, tackle it with God. Because amazing things happen when we place ourselves into God's loving hands. So as I was thinking about how to close this episode, I didn't even know. My head and my heart 
we're just mourning for every woman who's constantly feeling like a failure. And friend, you're not a failure. If I was sitting with you right now, I'd give you a hug. If you wanted a hug or were a hugger, I would reach out my hand and I would hold your hand. But I can't do that. You're all over the world and we're in quarantine. So please, no, you're not a failure. You are a woman of God, created in His image and called to do things that only you can do. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and He wants you to place your trust in Him. But I get it. If your weight keeps going up, the kids are rebelling, you're getting passed over for promotions, can't find a job, your husband lost interest or treats you like crud, it's easier to believe you're a failure at everything than it is to believe you're not. Feelings of failure are lies from the enemy, my friend. God would never, ever, ever, never tell you you were a failure, and he'd never tell you you failed at something. Instead, God wants you to take God wants to take you by the hand and help you learn from your mistakes. He wants you to cry on his shoulder and he wants you to vent your frustrations at him. Then he wants to lead you, mold you and shape you while you're walking out whatever he's asked you to do. So our next two episodes in this failure, Thriving with Failure series, are going to cover how to stop, how, I get tongue twisted this morning, how to stop feeling like a failure, and also the one after that, I'm not sure which I'm going to do first, the how-to or the uh, looking at failure through the Psalms. So be sure and Subscribe to Bought at a Price so that you don't miss any of the coming episodes. But before that, and until those next episodes come out, my friend, I wrote a prayer for you. Would you pray this prayer whenever you're feeling like a failure? And would you allow me to pray it over you now? Pray it with me. Lord God, Thank you for being my God, for never leaving me, and for loving me just as I am. You are kind, merciful, gracious, forgiving, and compassionate. God, you are my everything. Forgive me for feeling like a failure when I'm not, and for always feeling like I fail at everything. Give me the strength to keep trying. Help me love like you do and help me forgive myself instead of feeling like a failure every time I make a mistake. I trust you, and with your help, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to press on and do whatever you ask me to. In your name, amen. Have a beautiful week, my friends. I look forward to meeting with you next week. God bless.